getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash FarmEnergyAssessment. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Welcome in, folks. Welcome in. It is the third day of August. It is Wednesday night, 6.04 Mountain Time. It's time for an episode of What's the Hat Say? Mile High Insiders. I am Nick Kendall and joined by Boots on the Ground there in Dove Valley, Luke Patterson. Luke, I feel like I just saw you yesterday. How you doing? Doing good, man. You know, raising all kinds of hell, doing what I got to do out here in Broncos country. No, man, it's I'm doing good. I'm doing good, all things considered. The world was falling yesterday, right, when I joined you and Carl. I'm building the Broncos every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Mountain. Speaking of Carl, Carl's going to be out with me on location, I believe, in the Mile High City tomorrow. So uh, day eight of training camp, they're supposed to ramp it up, right? Uh, No, Nick, I mean, I'm doing okay. You get a full night's rest to really – think about what the Tim Patrick injury means and no we don't have answers right away it's kind of a long-term thing that we're going to experience with Tim watching this team without him if that makes any sense so uh some good good signs today from different positional groups one specific group we'll talk about that I wrote about in my training camp journal at mahahuddle.com but I'm doing okay man I think um emotions are running high right now and it's hot it's tough with the current practice schedule it's tough with kids going back to school it's tough with adults and their work schedule last minute vacations it's a tough part of training camp you're in these real dog days if you will right now yeah absolutely i have dog days of summer for a reason and uh definitely i'm sure the guys on uh in Dove Valley, uh, the Broncos country, and maybe some other folks too, you know, get a little testy uh, getting at it. I don't know if you saw anything. Yeah. Uh, was the, gosh, Trevor Penning was kicked out of practice today. I the Saints did. For three fights in a row. Yeah, gosh. Uh, so fights. All right. Like, wh- let's start talking about fights. And no, I'm Bradley Chubb and, and Garrett Bowles are not mixing it up. They're both doing very well, by the way. Both of them good. getting good reps on each other. It's really good. good to see. You can't really pick. Like last year, we had quarterback of the of the day. I'm trying yeah. to figure out Garrett Bowles or Bradley Chubb of the day. It's really tough, right? Because we yeah. don't have those one-on-ones and stuff like that. But man, this rookie Saints tackle getting after some people, some a little too curricular at the end. I would definitely yeah. agree with that. But you got to be happy that at least the fights aren't happening internally with the Broncos right now. Maybe they're saving that for Dallas. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, beat a little Dallas, maybe a little bit of a 
interesting um, going on there. We got some Dallas Broncos news uh, that came down the wire today um, as well. So we'll get into that and maybe some uh, repercussions of that. But uh, first, obviously, wants to address the elephant in the room again, uh, the injury to Tim Patrick and uh, Demaria Crockett. But we talked a lot of Tim Patrick yesterday. We'll get to it. Uh, Demaria Crockett, uh, how was he looking before this? Oh. And uh, obviously a big bummer to him. He does yeah. get paid for the rest of the year because of the injury. Um, so if he was like borderline, he has guaranteed money coming his way now, but still uh, devastating. My heart goes out to him. His bank account is protected, but his football future is in the air. And that's what it looks like for Demari Crockett, who was having a great camp, Nick. Uh, you look at the running back room, who I told you, I think they were one of my first positions I talked about. Shocking. And last week when camp opened here on MHI. Uh, but no, man, he was having a good camp. He really has a different style running of Javon more different than Javante Williams power, Melvin Gordon shiftiness. Uh, he really just kind of had that agility and burst that you were really looking for. I'm disappointed just like everybody else, but hoping that this young guy comes back because he's got a lot of potential and that running back room led by Javante Williams. They've got a lot of potential to do some damage as well. Yeah. And, uh, Man, Javante Williams, uh, an emerging superstar for the Broncos. And how about this for a giveaway, a signed Javante Williams helmet. We welcome Pristine Auction as a sponsor to our podcast and our show at Mile High Huddle. PristineAuction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site with an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau rating. Uh, they gave me a scholarship back in the day in high school, so shout out to Better Business Bureau. Uh, auctions on PristineAuction.com come at just $1, and each day there are over 1,000 autograph items available, so you win signed authentic signatures at affordable prices just like last week. An autographed Justin Herbert jersey sold for just $110. That's mind-blowing. Deals like this are happening all the time on pristineauction.com, and they have just about every player you could want, including Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson, Patrick Sertan, and so much more. Every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Upgrade your collection of signed memorabilia today and get $10 off your first item one when you use our code HUDDLE when you sign up. Again, pristineauction.com. Use code HUDDLE and get $10 off the first item one. Oh, and that's not all. In addition to $10 off your first item, we are giving away a signed Javante Williams helmet to one lucky listener who signed up using the code HUDDLE. So again, all you have to do is sign up um, using the code HUDDLE. Here's your chance to win. All you have to do is sign up on their website using our registration code HUDDLE to be entered. Links are in the description. Guys, that's pristineauction.com. Javante Williams, you know him, you love him. Pookie, he's in the house this year, man. I've got Pookie as a top five running back in the NFL right now. How sweet would it be to get that helmet, dude? Head on over to pristineauction.com. Register for your chance to win, guys. That's it. All you got to do is register. Pristineauction.com has your back. Yeah, and uh, thanks, Scott, for flashing the uh, the helmet there. Man, it's a good-looking helmet. They got to go back to that. Uh, Chris Hernandez, uh, speaking of flashing up here, 299 super sticker over on YouTube. Chris, it's been a hot second, but we appreciate you rocking the gator and the mug. Hope you're doing well. Hope your summer has been good and hope you're getting excited for some legitimate football. For the first time since I joined this uh, Broncos team back in, gosh, it would have been the 20, lean up to the 2017 draft. That's a legitimate hope uh, on this team. So I'm really excited <laughs> to cover hopefully a winning team this year. Um, Gary Leeds Palmer coming in too, say, saying, uh, Hey, Luke, Nick, and Scott. Luke, you're doing a great job with the daily news double that i say that as well uh thanks go broncos and let's ride gary let's go gary thank you so much glp we appreciate you 
Also, Phil yeah. McLaughlin coming in. Go, sorry, go ahead. Wow, God, man, we're coming in, uh, and it's a barrage. Oh my God, it's a barrage. Uh, no, man, it's really cool to see all this support from our friends, from our family, and you guys. We had a question really early, Nick, uh, early in the chat before we even got on the air, saying, "Yo, why is MHI off of Saturdays and on to Wednesdays?" I answered back real quick. It's because of you, Broncos country. It's because of our MHH Super Chat superstars. And uh, Chris, man, good to see you. Hope you're doing well. I know you're rocking that Peloton. Always in good shape. Thank you for your service, brother. And uh, Phil McLaughlin, man, good to see you. Gary Leeds Palmer, my guy, always in the house. Phil McLaughlin weighing in. Good evening, Luke, Nick, and Broncos country. Uh, let's see here. Thanks Luke for being on the ground. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man, but it's not just me. It's a team effort. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com. We've got the best news coverage analysis podcast. We've got you covered at milehighhuddle.com. There's no subscription, no fees, no funny business, nothing like that. Be sure to head on over to at milehighhuddle on the uh, mothership for Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Uh, we appreciate you. A few more people want to say hello to Dylan Von Ark, Sup Broncos Country. Make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in and subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you so much, uh, Dylan. We appreciate you. Uh, first, no fear. Good evening, Broncos Country. Good to see you. Bradley Conger, what's up, Broncos Country? Not too much. And uh, I like this one. Ron coming in here saying, all I got to say is, oh, Keenan Allen, keep poking, and you see what this team does to the Chargers Ooh. on Monday Night Football. Boat uh, fam, that's right. He said it was smooth. You know what? I think I, I think they like Russell Wilson. Maybe he is corny, but he's our cornball now. You know, embrace it. I'm from Dude, Iowa. I love corn. He's our dude. I can't stand Keenan Allen. As if, as if I needed another reason to not like that man any more than I already do. I found it obnoxious. I think he kind of made an idiot out of himself because I don't think they get it. I don't think anybody gets the let's ride with the actual Bronco and that tying that meaning together. I think they just think it's corny Russ coming up with the unlimited, right? And I mean, teach their own. But I did ask someone today watching practice. I'm like, man, what are Kareem Jackson is going to have to say to Keenan Allen, man? You know, K-Jack is a one-man wrecking ball out there, just looking to raise hell at this point in his career. Uh, and he's having a very good camp, a player I'm going to highlight probably tomorrow, especially if those pads are on and they're thumping. But no, I didn't like it, man. I didn't like it one bit. It was in good fun. It was very tasteful. I'll say that. But uh, to hell with the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, and although if one, if there's a Justin Herbert, uh, $110 Jersey on what, it, uh, then I might be, uh, you know, bidding on that, but uh, thank you so much. Juan. Good to see you. Jeremy Sean saying that uh, Keenan Allen wishes he was a Bronco so bad. It's sad. Uh, I'm in there Jeremy. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's really, really interesting, man. I mean, obviously, he's got a good quarterback right now in Justin Herbert, but I was reminded of those times Chris Harris Jr. and Keenan Allen would go at it for a long time, and then they became teammates for a little bit. And uh, CHJ, I think, free agent, right? I don't know if he officially retired. Maybe he did, and I'm completely late to the party, but... Uh, that's one of those things, man, where it's nice when you can have that division rival, that guy that everyone loves to dislike, like a Phillip Rivers, if you will, the Raiders. Hopefully it's Devontae Adams. I'm looking forward to seeing some Pastor Tan on, on Devontae Adams, man, and what the Chiefs are doing out there in Kansas City. We know all about that. No Tyree Kill, no problem. Those guys are still going to be an issue in the AFC West. Yeah, absolutely. A few more people got to say hello to Dale. Good evening, Nick, Luke, Scott, and Dylan, and the new names in the chat for me. I'm always happy for the new people in here. Good to see you, Dale. Hope you're doing up, well. Um, hope today's better. Hope things have been better for you. Mike Gibbons. Good evening to you. Mike S is in the house too. Awesome to see you. EJ in the house. Good evening, Nick Luke and Broncos country. Uh, we also got this. Uh, let's go Bronc. 
orange, a white, a yellow balloon, uh, light bulb. I don't know, but either way, let's go Broncos. We like that a lot. Uh, <laughs> appreciate ride. you. Um, let's ride. I also love let's all the, like the college quarterbacks coming in and doing that too. I, I don't know. It's, it's fun. Too. It's a, it's a trend and uh, also a trend. Gary leads Palmer double dipping today saying, just saying, I think the fan interaction on MHH is better than anyone. Well, Gary, we appreciate that. And, uh, you know, you're, you guys are the reasons that we're up here having the show. I mean, I guess it's, I love you fans. It's probably the Broncos first is the reason we're here, but that's, that's what brings us together. Uh, then it's yeah. because of you guys. So we appreciate you. Yeah. Gary, don't make any mistake, man. You're leading that ship uh, every day. I see you on, on not just my show. I saw you last night. I'm building the Broncos. It's just like, I see my guy. Mike Rinkio, always in the house, representing from Arizona, saying good evening, Luke and Nick on the Mile High Insiders. Let's ride and go Broncos. Michael is just another great representative of our MHH Super Chat superstar community, just like our guy Andrew Baker with us since the beginning, with us since those Saturday days, coming with us to primetime on Wednesday. What's up, MHI and Broncos country? Great teams deal with adversity. No excuses now quarterback coaching or injuries hashtag let's ride Andrew I'm glad you said that because for me being there and witnessing the Tim Patrick injury and I talked about it last night on building the Broncos with Nick Scott and Carl you can go ahead and look that up wherever you get your podcasts um it was scary it was nerve-wracking it ruined not only practice it ruined the day for me i was grouchy i was in a bad mood up until this morning when i got back out there and saw that football was still happening uh quinn miner said something on air recently in an interview that i i couldn't help but fall in love with and it's something that's rather simple but it makes a lot of sense and he said good teams are led by good coaches great teams are led by players and I absolutely love that Russell Wilson. He has stopped practice at certain points in camp just once to get the guys together. Say, look, we got to pick this up. It was Monday, the day after their off day, Sunday. He's not a yeller. He's not a screamer. None are none of the coaches are either. They're all about learning, but it's changed. The culture down there has completely changed. And when one of your top guys goes down, you'll wonder how, how people are going to respond. Are you going to come out and you're going to be timid? No. You know why? Because Russell Wilson's not going to let that happen. He is in full control of this team. It might have been a lighter day, but it was definitely not a lazy day. Yeah, absolutely. And just no injuries today, right? We're all good on that front. Is that? <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Yeah, I think we're good. I would have to go to the good old tweeting machine to find that one out. But no, I think we're good. There is some some Broncos news that happened today, obviously, that we'll get to. Uh, Broncos signed a new running back, one of Colorado's own, right? In yeah. uh, Max Borgie. Pretty cool. Kind of keeping the Colorado tradition going, if you will. I know they worked out several players as well. Obviously, Demarie Crockett and Tim Patrick were officially placed on the injured reserve list today. So the Denver Broncos moving some chairs, if you will, just a little bit. No, they're not the Titanic. Dave from Georgia, what's up? Saying, hey, Broncos country. Good to see you, Dave. Good to know that those uh, those Broncos country orange and blue flags are flying out there in Georgia Bulldog Redland. Man, I absolutely love it. Hey, don't assume. Maybe he's a Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket guy. Who knows? Uh, no, Kathy Lund. True, DT, in. baby. DT, absolutely. Also, Calvin Johnson. I mean, God, with the team that runs the triple option producing those two guys will never make sense. Megatron. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Ow. you for saying that, by the way. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. They just like somehow found a gold mine and struck yeah. twice. Yeah, I'm sure Scott has some uh, takes on that with the uh, 
being in the recruiting business for a bit there, but uh, Kathy Lund, hi Broncos fam, good to see y'all. What up, Nick and Luke? Not too much. Getting excited for the weekend. Uh, we're happy Hump Day. What what? Albert Knopper is also good evening, guys in Broncos country. And Benjamin Forrest comes in with a comment saying, "Howdy, fellas. Sucks about Patrick, but I keep reminding myself that Russ did more uh, with far less than he had in Denver. Even without Patrick, so we're in good hands. Keep up the good work and go Broncos." And this injury, it's definitely a big injury, and I, my heart goes out for Patrick because it sounds like he's an incredible dude. Um, I am glad that he got his contract a year ago now. So it's not like, you know, he was playing on the tender and then now what's the market going to be like for him. Uh, But the offense being better than Seattle, I think is pretty easy to say, but I think we don't want to undersell how good DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were. Uh, I think the run game in Denver should be better than what Russell Wilson's had recently. Um, I think the, the overall volume of weapons should be better, but Lockett and DK together might be better than, Cortland and Judy, and that's your top two now. So I'm I'm fascinated to say I'm not saying that definitely, but I think it's more of a conversation to have uh than many in Broncos country want to have. I think that's fair. And Ben, I really appreciate your support. Thanks for weighing in, buddy. Um, you're exactly right. I think we are Ben, we're running back to comparisons to the known. What do we know? Well, we know Russell Wilson's a great quarterback, but we need more than just that. What does he like? What doesn't he like? Well, Something that you pointed out relatively early um, in MHI as, as Russell Wilson came to the Broncos was he's not a huge fan of u- of utilizing the middle of the field. What's he been working on the last three to four days? Utilizing the middle of the field, specifically with his tight ends. And this is where we're getting at, Ben. I mean, Russell Wilson is trying to take a weaker point of his game and turn it around, almost flip the script on it. Something I really respect because it takes a lot of humility for a Super Bowl winning quarterback that's got nine Pro Bowls. You're married to Sierra. You've got everything you could ever want. You're one of the most powerful men in the country, and you want to humble yourself by attacking your most weakest point. Uh, you, he's out there running these agility drills, Nick, and it's it's bizarre because you're thinking, man, does Russ really need to be doing that? I mean, I kind of worry about a rolled ankle. I'm a little sensitive about injuries now. Man, this guy is all work. He is all work. He's absolutely loving his craft right now, but it doesn't mean it comes easy. So embracing these small things are really, really important, and it's a really good sign, at least for the tight end room right now for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, they might have to pivot a little bit uh, with what their personnel usage is going to be. Maybe a little bit more pieces of pie for the running backs and the tight ends in the past game than they would have had. But we have to have some of these guys step up. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, Andrew Baker coming back in with the support saying Peyton made hay with no names and made them into superstars. Russ will do hmm. the same with Mr. Unlimited. I got to push back just a little bit about Peyton making hay with uh, no names because Marvin Harrison, first round pick, Reggie Wayne, first round pick, uh, Dallas Clark, first round pick. No, I got his. No, I got his back. I got your back right here, man. I'm not going to let Nick look. Listen to Nick roll off the cuff, man. Nick's been waiting for you, Andrew. Uh, No, man, I think Andrew's referencing. Look at some of the Broncos guys. Look at Eric Decker. Look at Virgil Green. Look at uh, I can't even uh, Thomas Thomas, Julius Thomas. Yeah. How can I forget Julius Thomas? I'm hoping that's where he's going with it, because I think you saw that in the latter part of the years. I mean, if Eric Decker couldn't, you know, get tripped by the turf monster all the time, I think he would have been a lot better of a player than he actually was. But I I get it. And I think I'm seeing some of that right now, Andrew. I mean, today I wrote about it. Mahahuddle.com. You had Alberto. Greg Dulcich, Eric Sauber, Eric Tomlinson, and Andrew Beck all rolling with the starting offense. Sometimes there were two tight end sets. Sometimes there were three. Uh, You wonder, 
if some of that is a response, Nick, to Tim Patrick going down, because something I brought up on your show last night was that Tim Patrick, the blocker, is a huge loss when he's not on the field. Him and Cortland Sutton pancaking corners is one of my favorite things to see in the entire world. How can you supplement that? Well, you've got some dogs in the tight end room who don't mind blocking. I saw Greg Dulcich working hard on his blocking ability today. Doesn't mean he's there by any means, uh, but definitely something you want to see. And it's just curious when you've got all, what is that, five tight ends right now, really? Rolling in and out with the ones. And then you've got the twos and the threes over here doing their thing. Who are they utilizing for tight ends? I mean, they pretty much have them all on one field, maybe hinting at their utilization in the future. Yeah, and I mean, we can get real specific with the tight ends. Like, I think what uh, Saubert and Tomlinson are going to do is more of that traditional Y tight end attached y. to the scrimmage. You're going to see uh, Dulcich and Alberto Cuevanon playing a little bit more of an F or a big slot role. And then you have uh, Andrew Beck, who's more of the H back. Um, if any of those other guys yep. can play the H back, then maybe you make Andrew Beck uh, more dispensable, freeing up a roster spot. But uh, definitely will be interesting to see how it plays out. I do want to say hello to my guy, Dom, saying, my boys, good evening, yeah. Luke and Scott and Broncos country. Have a great Wednesday night, fellas. Good to see you, Dom. Hope you're doing well. And also one of my guys. Ernie Mays, Whoa. Luke and Nick, the greatest of uh, Nick, the greatest. I like the way that sounds. No, Ernie, thank you so much. <laughs> Back, man. You guys are all hitting us in uh, in a flurry there. It's so cool to see so many of our friends coming in and tuning in. Kathy, I appreciate you. Jeremy, I see you in there as well. And Dom, man, Dom was one of the first first friends to hit me up and be like, dude, I know you were there. Tell me how you're feeling about Tim Patrick. And I'm like, it's horrible. I'm horrible. You know, like that's how I am right now. Totally overreacting. Uh, Andrew Baker coming in with my boy. I was talking about Broncos wideouts. Yeah, there were some well-known Broncos wideouts too, though, right? You do have the Brandon Stokely's of the world, Demarius Thomas, God rest his soul. Um, Wes Welker <laughs> was here for a little bit of a spell. The I feel like Nick, the Broncos receiving core has had a pretty rich history when you look back at it and you even go back to some of those stagnant days. If we really want to go stagnant, I mean, like Ashley Lilly was a good player. I think maybe considered stagnant, really, in my mind, just because of all the other receivers he's in company with. But the Broncos still have receivers, folks. I get it. Tim Patrick is down. He is out. Speaking of receivers, Kendall Hinton, Nick, working out today in just a hat. Um, not sure if there was a tweak or anything like that or if it's precautionary, but he needs all the reps he can get because the wide receiver room, not all these guys are going to make the team. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we also got uh, Dave, Dave from Georgia. Dave, I see you're from Athens. So uh, go dogs. You'll get it from me for the $10 here saying it sounds <laughs> like up, Washington, uh, Montreal, Washington, fifth round pick of the Broncos this year is going to push for playing time on offense as well as returner. Uh, I know that Montreal, Washington's been making a lot of plays. Has he cracked any first team reps yet? Or has it all been, you know, torching the third string defense? Oh, how do I say this without breaking any rules? So I don't get in trouble. They have, Montreal, Washington involved. Okay. There are certain situations, I think, where you will see certain packages where Montreal, Washington could be in. All right. Let's just say it that way. Um, look, you know that with his profile, just like you do with KJ, right? There's no secret. Everyone's seeing what I'm seeing with KJ, too. KJ, by the way, looking awesome because you need him to right now. Um, wondering if he has a different knee brace than Cortland Sutton did because he's moving totally amazing with it. And some guys, it's all about per preference right nick but yeah um i don't know man i dave is exactly right it it does sound like montreal washington not only is going to make this team but he's trying to he's making some waves at least right now he's showing improvement every day no he's not the second coming of tyreek hill 
let's squash that right now. Just like we all thought KJ Hamler was going to be, who, by the way, KJ's telling us that he's gotten faster throughout the offseason. Um, that's pretty interesting. I'm going to go ahead and believe him because why would a speed demon like that ever fib or do anything like that? But uh, now this receiving core is deep. The coaches are definitely compensating for Patrick a little bit and they're going to adjust. That's one thing that we know. Uh, one thing I can't adjust to is Stu McPeak's humility and and support and loyalty. Man, he overwhelms us so much because he's been riding with us since the very beginning. Stu, thank you for a generous 1999 Super Chat saying, good to watch Broncos football in Denver. Stu, when was the last time you felt this good? Peyton Manning, right? I mean, that that has to be it, Nick. This We have suffered too long. Broncos country you didn't deserve it I didn't deserve it you know who deserves it the Seattle Seahawks they deserve it yeah no absolutely they do uh, deserve it and uh, I want to say hello to some more people coming in here uh, Jason O'Neill it's been a minute since I've been able to attend live good to have you Jason uh, how's life Broncos fam and what say you Luke and Nick heart goes out to Patrick and Crockett yeah absolutely it's good to see you Jason hopefully everything is going well I also saw that uh, Jake Hozad's in the house saying that Sertan pick is looking better with the receivers in this division. Luke, I'm going to give you the floor here real quick. I've heard a lot of people yeah. talking about uh, the likes of uh, Patrick Sertan and is the hype really living up to it? Cause right now I'm drinking all the juice. <laughs> I'm drinking all the juice. I'm closing I'm down the it. bar. I'm yeah. Popping bottles all up in the, all up in the videos, everything, man. Yes. Patrick Sertan is the real deal. I went so far as to write about it on Saturday, the Broncos back together, exclusive event. Um, seeing him for the first time on the media side where you're just a tad closer was completely different when you see how big this guy is and he's like talking to you and you're just like you're a corner what and he's able to do these things like ruin Cortland Sutton's day um Tim Patrick you know he was all over that guy he can play any of these receivers and what I said in that article Nick was there's no reason he can't be the one of the best corners in the league this year maybe right now I I would really put him as a top five corner in this league today. If you can cover any of the Broncos wide receivers, there's no reason that you, that you can't be top 10 right off the gate. I mean, I get it. Jerry Judy, he's pretty, the dancing, the moving. It's not easy to cover him. Go ask Eli Apple. God, yeah. Uh, or don't ask Eli Apple. He'll come at you on Twitter. Uh, I don't know this name, uh, whoever <laughs> this is, but um, I uh, he's, a, he's a scary man. Um, but a Facebook user coming in here saying, what's up, boys? I'm cautiously optimistic about the season because of the creative offense that may help with the offense. But I do ex expect an adjustment period because of everything that is new. And they are implementing a new scheme. And I'm expecting a slow start. What do you guys think? So uh, it does seem like so far the defense has been winning most days. Now it's install period. They're not really going full. Um I think this is realistic to expect a somewhat slower start. Luckily, you aren't playing a lot of, on paper, expected to be top defenses. Big thing that really has me questioning about how quickly this team can start is that College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. If things are complicated, the passing is just much more of a coordinated dance uh, where I think winning in the trenches, sometimes you just win on that talent up front. Now, don't get me wrong. The outside zone is a coordinated dance as well. Uh, but 
if the Broncos had a dominant, like plus offensive line and run game running backs to pair with it, I think the running backs are fine. The offensive line question mark. So because they can't just like, okay, offensive passing games going to come together a little bit more slowly. Let's just lean on the run game early on. We don't know about that with the offensive line. So I definitely do think that uh, a slower start is, uh, would not be shocking at all. Man, you hit the nail on the head for me just right there, Nick, because I was feeling all optimistic about the offense. And no, I'm not keeping score out there. All right. Like, I get it. Have some situational awareness. But if you think you're going to go out there and try to chart plays from training camp, don't do it. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to work. These things are scripted. You don't know the layout of practice. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what Hackett's doing. We're all trying to figure out how does he want to emulate his practice style and it starts with game week and that's how he's looking at it. But if I'm being honest, Nick, I'm talking to some guys, some friends of mine that have played and they're saying, look, in the O line and the D line, all this stuff is fine and good. We love coming to practice. We're not beat up. We're not tired, but how ready are these guys? Because they're not facing so much contact. What do we know? Nathaniel Hackett doesn't like one-on-ones. He doesn't like seven-on-sevens. He told me that the other day. He said, look, it's one of the deals where football is a team sport. You want to have your unit in. You want to have your unit working together. I thought about that and thought that was a really refreshing answer. It's something I really had never considered. Seemed a little radical to me, right? But I don't like change. So I'm thinking, well, maybe it's just me being stuck in, in my old ways and just thinking of football the only way I know. Nathaniel Hackett, he knows a lot more than I ever know. What the hell? So let's go with it. And then you talk to the O lineman, you talk to the D lineman, and you wonder, are they getting enough contact? Are they getting enough sweat? Are they getting enough energy? Are they used to leaning on each other? Because they're essentially going from glorified walkthroughs at some point to 75 to 80% walkthroughs to the game. And that worries me, Nick, because there's only one way you can train for live bullets, and that's going against them. They're not doing these one-on-ones, and I'm a little worried about the big boys. Yeah, at the same time, it's always a risk to get out there and do that. So first, I want to say hello to David uh, McElrath. Good to see you, David. Hope you're doing well. I want to run through these ones real quick, too. Quinn Bob. Belly boy. Let's ride. I love it. Belly boy. <laughs> we also Bob. got in the field. Let's ride. Sierra, let's ride. That's that's Ooh. the one I'm endorsing. That one, man. That's a uh, isn't she great? Isn't she great? By the way, yeah. Sierra, there every day. Um, she appears to be a loving and devoted mother to her children. She doesn't have people watching her kids or anything like that. She's right there watching camp, man. It's a walk past her the other day. I was just trying not to look, trying not to look. Fanboy, fanboy. I don't want Russ to kick my butt. Uh, KB, here's a Fun, familiar name. What's up, buddy? And as always, thank you for your service. 499 saying, what's up, brothers? Who has the best chance to get Patrick snaps? Hinton, Seth, or Montrell? Uh, it seems right now, the if we're using mm, and, good data, question. If we're using data um, to answer this question, the answer would be Seth Williams because he's been the first one in line uh, to take uh, Patrick's reps, exact role, whatnot, whatnot. Um, I don't think it'll be Hinton. Montrell, I think, is more so KJ Hamler insurance uh, this season as far as his role. Probably a little bit more gadgety, which is fine. Um, get the ball in his hands and go make some plays. It's a space game if you can do that. I mean, we're seeing it with uh, Kyle Shanahan does it better than anybody. You know, positionless football. Get the ball to playmakers in space and let them go do things. Uh, but um, as far as the actual role and the snaps and whatnot, it seems like Seth Williams is going to get the first uh first crack at it but i'm yeah. guessing i think they're going to bring in somebody uh when teams cut from 90 to 53 Ooh. um just to 
just because there's going to be God Scott did the math this morning of uh, 40 times 32, whatever that is. Um, that's how many more players are going to be available. Some of those are going to be some wide receivers that are probably more attractive uh, than what's on the market right now. That's interesting. KB appreciate you so much, man. A good question. I would say this, and I know everybody loves Kendall Hinton. I don't think he's going to make this team, Nick. I really no. don't No, You need so many more pass rushers in this team right now than you, than you realize. And uh, Randy Gregory, no, he hasn't taken a snap. Still on the pup. Uh, Bradley Chubb, he's looking good, right? But well, live bullets, we don't know. <laughs> Offensive line, defensive line, edge. They can only look good against the dummy bags so long uh, until they're ready to go into the game. Um, man, Seth Williams should be that guy. He should be. I wonder, he still sounds, at least in an interview, uh, and it's an interview, right? We're just talking about audio. We're not talking about X's and O's. Sounds just a little immature to me. Um, like he's still probably catching up in, in some of the answers that I've heard him give. But he has the more physical trait to step in. And he's most like Tim Patrick. No, he's not built like Tim Patrick. He's not that alpha, big-bodied guy. But he's not Kendall Hinton. He's not KJ Hamler. And he's not Montreal Washington. So that is something that, you, that you've got to look at. And I think you bring up, and Scott brings up a really good point. Who's going to be a wide receiver that is on the market right now that the Broncos want to look at a, a few weeks from now? You know what I mean? Like right now you've got Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, Cole Beasley, my guy Emmanuel. I'm not going to lie, Nick. I would kick the tires on Emmanuel. He's here. He's back in the Mile High City. Him and Cortland could throw water bottles at each other again. Hell, maybe they give my guy Emmanuel his number 10 back. How about that? Man, he just left on such bad terms um, in Denver. Yeah, but <laughs> this true. is a team that's in a better position now to compete. So maybe it's something to to consider, but I wouldn't do that until you're right up against it, you know, week one, week two. And all you're losing reps, I'd rather see some of these other guys get some run first that are cheaper, younger, ascending players versus Emmanuel Sanders, who sun is setting. I mean, 35-year-old wide receiver, that's, uh, that's on the wrong end of things by – five years. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out. But again, but, I think there's going to be some wide receivers who are cut that you're going to be able to get that. I'd be more interested in. Uh, do you think George Payton would have at least picked up the phone and called Julio Jones? I do actually. I think the body type uh, would make sense. Um, Julio going to a contender uh, would make some sense as well. I do think though, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are slightly more attractive uh, than the Denver Broncos getting a chance to go play with Tom Brady as good as Russell Wilson is. I mean, getting a chance to go play with Tom Brady NFC is a much easier path uh, to success. And also uh, Florida weather. He's from the South down there. It just makes a lot more sense to me that he'd end up in Tampa. But I mean, I do think that Peyton would have called. Interesting. So my guy, Emmanuel last year with the Buffalo bills and Josh Allen uh, looks like he started in 13 games. He got 72 targets, completed 42 catches for 626 yards and four touchdowns sign me up dude compared to a rookie wideout or god forbid there's another injury right i yeah. know i know i know but we have to brace ourselves and can we stop nick or at least what's your what's your take i, I should say before i get on my high horse i don't like the lauren landau stuff where it's like we need to blame the trainer and we need to look at this i'm sure it's been looked at like yeah. these, these are million dollar investments into human beings bodies. And I said it last night, Lauren Landau knows more about physiology, anatomy, and nutrition than the average keyboard warrior can type 15 words per minute. So yeah. where do you fall on the, the Broncos? Cause it was an interesting tweet and pointing out facts. Adam Shafter yesterday saying, what is that three Broncos ACL tears the last three years? 
yeah, I'd have to talk with somebody who's an expert in this. You can kind of weigh the opinion. You know, that's just me probably being a, a scientist on this. Jeremy saying Luke's computer isn't ready for the season either. Um, but <laughs> I think that a lot of these people, while Broncos countries and fans and a lot of people in the organization should be excited about the Waltons coming. Uh, if there's anything like this going on uh, where there's questions about, you know, the training and the health of the players uh, your time probably is very uh, limited and your days are numbered. So uh, better figure it out. And if there are upgrades to be had in different avenues uh, to improve the health, nutrition, overall uh, output of uh, the players on the Broncos, then I'm guessing they're going to look at it. But uh, right now I think it's much more, freak injuries and this this tends to happen in football and when you take a step back this happens yeah. to a lot of teams there's just randomness in the universe and it's very very human um to look for reason when something doesn't just have to have to have a reason it could just suck it i like that i like that i think that's a there's a lot of truth in that answer and you know there's no expense being spared over at ucl training center for these players right now and they're ability to win and no it's not just because russ is here it was that way when they were bad the last half a decade i mean pat boland set that standard whatever they need let's get but we need to win well they've had it all they've got the barber chairs in the locker room they've got the best food they've got the best service they're being told they're the greatest and they haven't done anything the last six years well, now they're a lot more humble. Now you're seeing the work and the culture start to build. It's starting to develop. And you're seeing guys take care of their own bodies and have a little more accountability for themselves. When you yeah. see Russell Wilson and all the time he's making for cryotherapy, all these other things he's doing, and he's still jetting around all over the world, what's your excuse for not going in to get your treatment done? Uh, that's the level the Broncos are at right now. Yep, absolutely. And uh the demands and the expectations have gone up. And when you have a quarterback, uh, that's a good thing. I mean, this is, this is what we've been waiting for. Uh, so finally, um, some, Oh, here we go. We had, well, we had EJ, EJ's weighing in on the opposite end of this. So EJ, I want to let this breathe because Nick and I are, are all about spirited debate, healthy conversation. And EJ's flipping on the other side saying, look, Lauren Landau's training program continues to produce ACL injuries. When are we going to part ways with him? So here's what the pushback I just have against that EJ. Yes, you're right. Lauren Landau has been the head athletic trainer and these injuries have happened to players slash clients of his. But it's not like homies on the field with a stick tripping guys. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. We need to look at it. Maybe Lauren Landau's some sort of warlock, Nick. I don't know. And he's casting a spell on these guys. Like, come on, EJ. You know better than that, baby. Like, Lauren Landau is not causing these issues. This man is world-renowned. He works for more than just NFL clubs and athletes and teams. He's got Olympic athletes. Go look at his facility. Go on Twitter. Go poke around on his website. This guy is world-renowned for the stuff that he does, and I'm not trying to make excuses, but um, the last place I'm going to look is at Lauren Landau. Yeah, again, for me, I'm not an expert in physiology. I do know that in any uh, expert uh, medical field or anything like that, there's always advances being made, new methodology and whatnot that you have to keep up on. Um, so maybe there's somebody with a different way of thinking or updated that uh, maybe would be a better option. But I, again, I'm not an expert in that in any way. So I'm not right. saying fire Lauren Landau. That's far from the far from what I'm saying and replace um, him with who right like yeah. every time we want to fire somebody my answer is always who are you going to replace him with and why yeah, and because otherwise at, at, at what point are we just complaining 
or trying to find a solution. That's where we have to try to part ways. And you said it best, Nick, the human being reaction is to try to find logic why these things are happening. And I don't know why they're happening. And it drives me nuts. Yep. Not everything has to have a reason. The universe is full of entropy. Uh, TD Randall, $2 coming in saying oversaid, but number two is going to be special man. Uh, number two. Who who are we thinking about here? Oh, duh. Patrick yeah. Sertan. <laughs> PS2, baby. The only number two that matters. Yeah. TD Randall, the, you're right, man. And I don't know, Broncos country, let me know. How many of you guys are sporting a Pat Sertan jersey? Because I see him everywhere. There are number twos and number threes everywhere at UC Health Training Center right now. And yes, you can still get your Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke jersey for a whopping $39.99. Uh, kind of interesting man it's weird whenever you see that but then it's also kind of a cold hard reality check if this is the nfl and how long have we seen that same jersey rack have case keenum's name on it joe flacco's name on it who he's back joe flacco's back did you see that today am i yeah am i having a stroke joe flacco is is somehow trending on twitter and then you've got new york jets and robert sala talking about it i mean why is joe flacco getting all this love nick Oh, man, the former number two overall pick must be uh, a lot of Delaware. people in the draft community who are smart um, saying Zach Wilson was just a uh, Mormon Drew Locke. And uh, seems like right now that maybe that's trending <laughs> that way. But uh, we'll find out. Uh, maybe a little bit better luck with the uh, the moms in the community. But uh, I digress. Ooh, um, burn. Stifler's yeah. mom. Yeah, no, gosh. On. Yeah. The Cougars, man, it's just the jokes write themselves. Uh, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Joe Flacco back in the headline. Um, talking about you know all these different things here and uh, you know connections here. Some news came out about the Broncos today. Talked about Max Borgie coming here. Do you have any thoughts on that? I know he had a tryout with the Broncos as well. Had a lot of receptions for the Washington State Cougars as a you know an air raid style running back, and now he's in Denver. Uh, see him yeah. today. Any news on that? Did not see him today. I think they probably worked him out in the afternoon, right? As soon as they cut us loose, but five foot nine, 207 pounds as Kathy Lund, our good friend in the chat said, uh, Washington state. I don't know if you're Washington state alum, Kathy, but, uh, she's all over it. He appeared in 39 games from 2018 to 2021, 369 rushes for 2,100 yards at a 5.8 average. Uh, man, that's pretty interesting. 5.8 yard average, 32 touchdowns added 156 catches for 1100 yards, um, nine receiving scores. So this cat found the end zone, man, but, yeah. um, he, he's that different. I would imagine different pace back, but just here in five, nine, two Oh seven, that's nothing to slouch at either. I mean, like, yeah, he's short, but two Oh seven at that height, like, is he like just a little muscle pig or like, what's the deal there, man? You don't see five, nine, two Oh seven at running back in the NFL too much. I'm sure I'll see him tomorrow. Yeah. Most of the, uh, the big backs in today's NFL, the ones that are making you know waves are two twenty plus. Uh, there are not many that are smaller than that, that are, you know, carrying the load because it's so much about trying to get teams to uh, get rid of their two high safety shells and make them uh, get into a cover three or cover one or something like that, or play base. And uh, typically you see that, uh, you want more linebackers on the field because, hey, everyone say it with me. Linebackers suck. Um, they don't matter. Uh, but uh, How dare you? How dare you? Shame on you. you. On I'll mute you. I'll kick you out of the stream. How dare you? Don't ever. No. If you said that, running backs, we can, I can go there with you. But the linebackers, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. They're missing out. I did think about you the other day, though. Our friend Mike Kliss wrote an interesting article about Draymond Jones. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, I totally thought about you and giving some comparisons to maybe utilizing him in an Aaron Donald role. 
And you're seeing that, Nick. You're seeing Draymond Jones, not to get off topic, but I, I just totally thought of you when I read that because you're seeing him inside. You're seeing him outside. Yeah. He's aggressive. Uh, they're trying to hold him back, right? How do you tell a guy like Draymond Jones and Quinn Miners and Dalton Reisner, hey, tempo it back a little bit. We we can't have any of this. Yeah. Tell that to Lloyd Cushenberry, who's out there pancaking DJ Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Pancaking DJ Jones. Uh, absolutely insane. DJ Jones having his own great camp jacob foster what's up buddy good to see you in the house thank you for joining mhi he's nick kendall i'm luke patterson because of jacob foster and uh of course our very own scott kendall and the mhh community we are able to come to you guys every night every wednesday night 6 p.m mountain you can find nick and i nick on twitter at nick kendall mhh yours truly at luke patterson lp if you'd like to reach out to scott please do so at scout kennedy yeah Absolutely. We appreciate that. Uh, I guess, you know, I've tongue in cheek a little bit about the, uh, the Broncos, the linebackers. And first we got Alabama coming in saying, uh, next man up baby. Yeah, absolutely. Let's ride. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I was a little tongue in cheek there with the linebackers yeah. don't matter. Um, because obviously the Broncos maybe think the linebacking position does matter. Uh, brought in Joe Schobert for a workout recently. Also, it comes out today that the Broncos were one of the finalists for signing one former Viking, Anthony Barr, kind of a hybrid off-ball edge guy as well. He ends up going with the Cowboys instead of the Broncos, so we'll be interesting to see uh, how that how he looks. Uh, maybe get, get a little bit toasted by the Broncos tight ends when the Cowboys come to t- or Cowboys play the Broncos in the combined practice. Uh, but uh, Broncos doing some work at the linebacker position. Yeah, Eric Saubert will fight him. I'm telling you right now, like these tight ends aren't going to back down for it. Greg Dulcich will fight him. I don't want that happening. Uh, but no, the linebackers right now looking pretty decent and give you guys just a quick peek into my journal tomorrow. I'm going to look at Josie Jewell, try to take a really good look at the outlaw because right now I've got him completely leading this room. He is so dialed in right now, Nick. It's it's very impressive. Right when you think that you got him figured out, yes, he's going to take the angles, right, because he doesn't have the speed. He's got this false step that he's kind of been taking right now, and I've been waiting for him to screw up, right, when players take this false step and they try to cheat, and then all of a sudden they're trying to backpedal, they fall down on themselves, and the play burns them. Hasn't happened yet with Josie Jewell, which tells me he's studying his tail off right now. He's trying to get those study habits to really mesh and work with those instincts and something I'm going to cue in tomorrow. I like Josie Jewell a lot. And then I got to be honest, very underwhelmed uh, with our new Philadelphia Eagles cat, Alex Singleton running with the threes and the fours, the special teams player. I'm not sure he's going to make the team right now. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Jonas Griffith, who's a freaking, he's a freak. He's a freak. I mean, like you were talking about him earlier. I wanted to see if the hype was real before we got to training camp. You don't know. And yes, I said the O-line, D-line, we don't know because they're not mixing it up. Sometimes with the linebackers, you you just know. You can tell. Can the guy move well? Check. Is he high? high is he is he tall six foot four can he see above that line of scrimmage does he have that height that you want in the linebacker check does he have the workload check the miles no and not a lot of not a lot of playing time that's got him beat up that's got him in the rehab room he's a guy that you want to see play uh but depth man behind jonas griffith behind josie jewel i'm a little worried yeah no absolutely it would be uh Extremely interesting. And uh, before we start to wrap it up, wrap it on up here, friend Zebulon comes in. Uh, do you guys uh, think the Broncos would be interested in uh, Tevin Jenkins, former second round pick Oklahoma State tackle from the Chicago Bears? High drafted tackle mm-hmm. last season. I heard they're shopping him around. I think if the Broncos were playing uh, the more of a gap power scheme, um, you'd be interested. But I don't think that Tevin is a great fit 
uh, for the outside zone. He's more of a mauler, you know, in a box kind of guy. And uh, the other thing is the Broncos only have, what, four draft picks? I don't think that you're know, giving up a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick for a tackle who's had, had a back injury um, also. Just a bunch of things there make me think that uh, not really looking for that position. Yeah, that's a man, Zebulon. I like where your head is at, man. What do you think his trade value is worth right now? It's so hard to say because he missed pretty much all of last season with a back injury. And for an offensive tackle, a back injury is horrifying. I mean, that can flare I, up at any point. So I wouldn't give up a third rounder for him. I'm oh, telling no. you right now, like no. no way. And I think Chicago, I, I don't know. So I'm just speculating, but I, I think they're probably asking for a premium pick like that. Um, really interesting questions, Zebulon. I absolutely love that. Calvin Anderson's playing well right now, Nick. And you know, just doing some poking around. A lot of people on this team think that he's the future left tackle, if I'm going to be completely honest. Not that Garrett Bowles is playing bad, but Garrett Bowles' contract, man. Yeah. It's time to get from underneath some of these numbers. You've got guys coming to the table saying, look, it's my time to eat. Garrett already ate. Dalton Reisner, you're up, man. What, what's your contract going to look like? You got your receivers done, but now you got to get to the nitty gritty and pay a quarterback a whole heap, a heap of money. What's that going to look like accounting for the rest of the team? Passer Tan's going to need a new deal before long before this rookie deal is anywhere close to being done. Jerry Judy, what's going to happen there? So you definitely have to figure some things out. No, I'm not saying Garrett Bowles is, is – on an exit plan or anything like that. I'm simply saying Calvin Anderson is playing well at right tackle. He's a damn good left tackle. I would love to see him get some more reps over there, but out of necessity, you could have Billy Turner, your starting right tackle, Nick, working off to the side by himself on pup and not see him much at training camp at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, got a question here. We have uh, with first, no fear saying, please show my question, which question is it? But uh, I see him come in here and he says, uh, Need coverage, Need a coverage in linebacker today's in today's NFL. Uh, Luke, name me the starting off-ball linebackers that played in the Super Bowl this year. Oh, who would that? Be? Oh, yeah, no, no problem. My guy Logan Ryan, right? Logan or not Wilson. Logan Ryan, Logan Wilson. Yeah, Logan Wilson from Wyoming. He's my bay. And yeah. by the way, Nick, if the Bengals would have won the Super Bowl, he could have been Super Bowl MVP. I'm telling you right now. Like the guys, yeah, Joe Burrow's probably going to get it. But I hear you, just because. They're not the sexy pick. Doesn't mean you don't need them. Talk to Tampa yeah. Bay Bucks. Look at Devin White. Look at all the success down there. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I know that you see that linebackers are an overvalued and a devalued position, man. But I still think the Broncos are still looking for their their linebackers. Yeah, Josie Jewell's a great story. He's prepared. He's not athletic. That only gets you so far, and he's aging. And then you've got Jonas Griffith. He's coming on, but what if he doesn't hit? Who do you have behind these guys? When are they going to invest, Nick, in a linebacker? Please. Need more defensive line. Maybe need more uh, secondary. Need edge rushers um, before that happens. Uh, linebacker, kind of like the running back of the defense. You know, if you have terrible ones out there, it's going to be bad, but all you need is solid and steady. Um, and you're going to be fine. It's better to have great ones than not, though, of course, Duh. every single position. But you don't have to search uh, elite at linebacker to have elite defense. Pass rush and coverage wins the day on that end. Uh, so, Taylor. guys, uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, Lauren, edge rusher, Lawrence Taylor. Um, it was, uh, I think he's in the linebacker. I think uh, in the hall it says linebacker. Yeah, they'll list Von Miller as a linebacker, too. But did you see ESPN today did a goats of every single positional group ever? 
and uh-huh. uh, Lawrence Taylor listed as an edge. Um, but uh, <laughs> look at I, us, look <laughs> at us. This is what we do on Wednesday nights on MHI, man. We go back and forth. He is Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson. You guys have been absolutely stellar tonight. It's been such an active chat, man. Uh, I get it. There's a lot of hesitation. There's a lot of worry about Tim Patrick, and I know 81 appreciates all those prayers and the energy you guys are sending his way, but. Look, this season's not over. Tim Patrick is a living testament to that as his NFL career has revealed itself to us. Never give up. You can overcome. What was the rap on Tim Patrick in college, Nick? Why wasn't he drafted? I think he had injuries um, in uh, Go figure. At Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. So there is still light at the end of the tunnel, guys. Don't give up. We're there, and we're going to rock and roll. I will be there tomorrow. As always, at Broncos Camp at UC Health Training Center, day number eight. The pads are supposed to be on. It's supposed to be popping. So let's hope for a good, healthy, clean day. Yeah, no injuries. Appreciate everyone. Make sure you're following Luke and I on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Patterson LP. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow Scott. Uh, work in the background here at Scout Kennedy. Scott and I will be live tomorrow morning for Broncos for Breakfast. Also make sure you guys are following us at MHI underscore pod as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook communities at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. Please subscribe, like, and share uh, to our page on YouTube. Hit the bell notification so you know when we go live. And, uh, Go to Apple iTunes, uh, Apple iTunes podcast, scroll down, find Mile High Huddle, leave us a five-star review and a comment. Uh, we appreciate the heck out of you guys. You guys have been awesome. Getting really excited for the season right around the corner here. Preseason, real, new, tape to grind. Uh, I wish NFL Game Pass would give us all 22 for that preseason stuff, but uh, what can you do? Beggars can't be choosers. Um, looks like Luke's frozen a bit, or he's just really just focused on something right now. But uh, that's I think that's my sign to get on out of here. So we appreciate you guys. Choose kindness. Choose compassion. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.